All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening. As we are, as always, we like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. And, you know, I was thinking about that. Um, it's week 247, and I've been saying this for, what, at least three years now. Um, and I thought about changing it up a little bit. But, you know, every day that goes forward, I mean, it's still true. He gives us another day and another opportunity to get our acts together and it really gives meaning to he didn't have to do it but he did because i know that i'm undeserving of that so as far as we you know still do this i'm going to keep saying it so i'll say it again thank the lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our act together there was something wrong with our intro video so i just started this um early but um nonetheless the show must go on so as you can see from the title it says a short time so without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As always, I won't change it up either. I will go into a word of prayer. So if you guys have an opportunity to do so, we encourage you to join in prayer with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for blessing us, Lord. Time and time and time again, Lord, you continue to shower down mercy upon us. You continue to shower down grace upon us, um, everlasting love upon us. Lord, help us to reciprocate that, Lord. Help us to give uh, love towards you, love towards your people, Lord, because we understand that that is what is the most important thing in this world. You're looking for us to show love, to show mercy, to show forgiveness, to show grace, to show gratitude to show thanksgiving lord help us just to become the people that you're calling for us to be lord we're asking that no matter what happens to us in this life that you will continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm lord we're praying that you would increase and that only you would increase and that we would all decrease lord we're praying for the bible study tonight that your word would go forth and that we would grow that we would hear things from you, see things, gain a fresh perspective, see things in a way that we may have never seen things. And so, Lord, we'll continue to give you the honor, the praise, all the glory. We'll continue to magnify your name, continue to uplift you, continue to show that this life is meaningful. Uh, the, the things that you've called us to do in this life, it has purpose, it has value. And so, Lord, we thank you for all of the things you did for us. And we're praying all of these blessings in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, you know, uh, before we even get into it tonight, you know, you, you mentioned you thought about changing up uh, what you say. And I actually was... Now, this doesn't... You know, let me put it this way. There wouldn't be anything wrong if you decided, you know, I want to kind of tweak what things I say. There wouldn't be anything wrong with that. But, you know, something I was thinking about earlier. One of the most important things in life. And again, there would be nothing wrong if you did decide to change that. But I was just thinking earlier and, and what I heard you say is really what you want to do is remain consistent. And so something I was thinking about earlier is consistency is one of the most crucial things in life. And it is also one of the most difficult things in life to remain consistent uh, time and time again, week in and week out, day after day. You know, I, I've been guilty. I did this so much. I'll start something and you know, start out strong and over the course of time, over uh, a week, sometimes it might not even last a week, but over the course of days, over the course of weeks, over the course of months, over the course of years, you get fatigued, you get tired, you, you know, you get bored with something, um, your, your focus shifts, you see something else that seems new and innovative and is interesting and is fun and it's exciting. And you lose the consistency. And so that's something that God has placed on my heart in all the things that we do. And again, 
you know, with the introduction, you know, that that's not to say uh, that it'd be wrong to change it up. But there is something to say about consistency. There's there's definitely something to say about consistency. Um, And so I thank God for uh, bringing that to my mind and even bringing it to your mind to remain consistent in what things that we have been doing. And um, there, there is truly success that's uh, hidden in consistency. So I want to get into a few things tonight as we look around in the world that we live in. Um, we're going to come from the book of Revelation, chapter 12. chapter 12 and verse 12, as we look around in our society, so much is going on. And it seems like every week we have something new, some new tragic thing going on, some new thing where people are losing lives, where the opportunity for someone to be saved is no longer, you know, uh, even even just thinking about death, you know, I, I realize, and I, I know people don't like to talk about that type of thing, but I realize how God just has a way of getting our attention because we're living life. And of course, we want to have a good time. We want to have fun. But at some point, life cannot just be about fun. I know that's not a fun statement. I know that's not something people want to hear. But at some point, there has to be something. uh, We have to get serious about some things. Uh, You know, sometimes people, they say, oh, everything can't be so serious. Well, you know, at some point, if things don't become serious to you, you know, you will not succeed. Look, if they send you a bill, if if the electricity company sends you a bill and you take it lightly and say, look, everything can't be so serious. You know, they want me to pay this bill. You can you can choose. <laughs> you can choose to take it as a joke, take it as fun if you want. But they will turn your lights off. So at some point, you've got to take something serious. And so, you know, at what point do we begin to take God serious? At what point do we begin to take our life serious, our health? You know, there's so much, as I said, there's so much going on around us. What are you going to take serious? Look, we've had so much fun in life. Look, I know I've had a lot of fun over the course of my life. But at what point was I going to take something serious? You know, <laughs> and I've said it before, even growing up, you know, your your parent tells you, look, you need to start brushing your teeth. You don't take that serious. You say, ah, oh, man, that's that's not that important until they start pulling teeth, until you start getting cavities, until you have root canals, until they start doing all of this work, until you need denture, then you start to finally take some things serious. So at some point in life, before it's too late, we've got to take some things serious. And number one on that list is God. So God, through this book that we call the Bible, now I've listened to preachers talk about this, and you know, sometimes what people wish to argue about it's not important. So I try not to waste time debating on things that really don't have any value, any meaning. You know, uh, I, I've heard I've heard preachers say, oh, well, the word Bible is not in <laughs> the book. It's not in the scripture. OK, good. That's OK. You don't have to call it the Holy Bible. You can call it the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Writings, the, the Holy Books, whatever you wish to call it. At the end of the day, we need to follow this book. So whatever you wish to call it tonight, 
I don't care what you call it, as long as you remain respectful and, and give honor to God. But now, we're going to look in this book. And God outlines some things that we must take serious in this book. Now, this book is not about fun. Now, sure, there are fun things. Look, I, I, I find enjoyment reading this. I find excitement. It is fun to me to be in church. Look, I, I, I find entertainment in it. I know some people may not be at that place yet. But I find excitement out of this book. But I realize I have to take this book serious because God means business. And also, there's someone else in this book that means business as well. So I want to look at that tonight. Let's pick up verse 12. Revelation 12 and 12, Melvin, if you will. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. See, I want to talk to you guys tonight about this short time that is left in this world. Whether you live for 60 years, 80 years, 100 years, if somebody out there says, well, I don't want to live that long. Look, if you only live for 20 years, the devil realizes he has a short time. See, when, when, when time gets short, we act different. If you go to the doctor, as long as you're young and you feel good, uh, your, your muscles aren't aching and your bones aren't aching, you don't have COVID or, or the flu or whatever, as long as you're feeling good, you behave one way. But the moment we get sick, our behavior changed. The moment we find out, oh, you've got stage two cancer, stage three cancer. Oh, you've got this uh, chronic illness. You don't have much time left. See, once that happens, people act differently. They change their behavior. Whenever we realize our time is short, we act different. I I've said it many times. If you wake up in the morning, I know because I've did this. If you wake up in the morning and you don't have to be somewhere for a few hours, you you got a lot of time left, you're likely to snooze the alarm. You head back to sleep because you say, oh, I've got plenty of time. You feel relaxed. You feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> and, and matter of fact, you're probably wondering, why in the world did I wake up this early? Uh, it's happened to me before. You, you've got something to do and you wake up maybe even before your alarm goes off. And somehow you go back to sleep and somehow you miss the alarm the next time. When you actually needed to get up, you've missed it. And now you find you're behind. See, you get up with a completely different attitude. You're no longer dragging. You're lo no longer sleeping. You're wide awake now. Because you're thinking, I'm going to miss whatever it is that I have to do. I'm going to miss my appointment. I'm going to be late for work. I'm going to be late for this. Whatever it is got to do, things change then. So I said that because the devil realizes his time is short to cause chaos here on the earth. He realizes that. It is he's he doesn't have a lot of time left. So he's acting the way we would act. Look, if you had an appointment for a million dollars, if they told you now that might not be a good example, because if somebody told you to come and pick up a million dollars, if somebody told you to come and pick up a million dollars tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., you probably wouldn't even sleep. You <laughs> so that might not be the <laughs> that might not be the best example because you wouldn't want to oversleep, so you probably wouldn't sleep at all. You set a hundred alarms. You tell all your friends to call and wake you up. You tell somebody to make sure you're awake <laughs> in time. So that might not be the best example, but but you know. 
if you were to wake up late and you knew you had to pick up a million dollars, look, your whole attitude, you'd be running. You'd be running to the car. You, you, you probably would say, look, I'll skip washing my face. I'll skip whatever I got to do. If I'm late, I'm skipping it because I've got to get there in time. And so the devil realizes, see, it's important to him to cause you and I to miss heaven. That's his number one goal in life. See, I know our, our number one goal, at least for many of us, our number one goal is to, to live a good life, to be successful, to, to make some money, uh, to, to have things. That's, that's the number one goal in many people's lives. So that's why I said if you had an appointment for a million dollars, somebody wanted to give it to you, that'd be your number one priority. It would be our number one priority because I know, look, that, that'll be good. But so the devil, his number one priority is not to get a million dollars. His number one priority is not to be uh, rich, not to be wealthy, not to be popular, not to, to have all of the things. Look, uh, as people, we want families. That's not his number one priority in life. To have people around that loves him and cares about him. He does not care about that. He understands he's on his way to hell. It was created for him. Hell was not created for you. People often, people often get upset and they say, oh, why would God create a hell and put us in it? Why would he create us? To put us into hell, to burn for all of eternity, to be punished, to be tortured. He didn't create it for you. It was never designed for you. It was designed for Satan, for the devil. It was designed for him. But God, he's allowing people to make their choice to decide where they want to go. He's going to tell us all the rules and he's letting us make our choice. You know, that's what the world does today. The world tells you the rules and you decide what you're going to do. You decide, do you want to pay your taxes? You decide, do you want to drive the speed limit? You decide, do you want to go to the store and steal? Do you want to uh, hurt someone? You decide this. But the, 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 the society that we live in, it tells you this is going to be your punishment if you break these laws, if you break these rules and guidelines that we've implemented and put in place. This is your punishment. You're going to pay this fine. You're going to pay that fine. You're going to spend this much time in jail. You'll spend this much time in prison. You'll be on death row. Look, we've got all of these punishments that if you break certain rules, you have to pay these prices. And so God, God sets rules. He sets regulations. And he lets us know in this book what the punishments are. And he also lets us know what the rewards are if we're willing to follow his rules. See, you'll be rewarded in this life if you follow the rules of society. You can drive your car. Look, you, you can drive your car all day long if you follow the rules. If you abide by the speed limit, if you abide by all of the other laws regarding uh, the road, if you don't drive going the wrong way, <laughs> if you follow these rules, look, they say you can drive all night if you want. You can run all the gas out of your car if you want. If you follow these rules. But the moment you don't, the officer is waiting to pull you over. He can't wait to give you a ticket. He can't wait. I know. I I've been there. <laughs> so... The devil realizes he only has 
short amount of time to make your life a living hell. That's what he's trying to do. Look, right now, I was looking at this. I think my wife told me about this yesterday because up until that point, I don't believe I had heard about it. In Maine, this man, and, and many of us have probably already seen this, but this man has killed, I think, up to 18 already and injured at least about 12, 13 people so far. Now, we, we don't know if the man has since killed himself. We don't know where he's hiding or what's going on. But they hadn't found the man at the last report that I've heard before I got on this Bible study. They hadn't found the man yet, hoping and praying that they do. But see, we're witnessing the devil cause havoc. He's, he's continuing to do this. Why? Because he has a short time. He's using someone to inflict pain on other people because he has a short time. He's trying to take as many people out of here as possible. He's trying to use as many people as possible to do evil. Man went inside of from what from what I've seen, man went inside of a bowling alley, a youth night at a bowling alley, children, young people, and adults. This is nothing but the works of the devil. He knows he only has a little time remaining. We're seeing this stuff happen too much. We're seeing these things happen so often. To the point where sometimes people just, we get numb to it. We think, oh, this is normal behavior. This is something that just happens. We're becoming so used to this type of stuff. But at what point will God's people wake up and realize this is nothing but the devil at work? He's using someone. To carry out his plan. See God needs us. Who are going to live for him. Because there's always going to be someone. Who's willing. To do the devil's job. To do what the devil wants. Somebody out there. Always is looking to do it. So. We find here. The scripture says. Whoa. To the inhabitants of the earth. Look, this is where we are. We are in the earth. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. He's upset. Just look at the, what this man is, has just did last night. You can't tell me this isn't the devil upset. That's the number one thing. We want to do when we're upset is hurt somebody. When you get angry, you tell somebody, look, you better get out of my face before I hurt you. This is what we do when we're upset. So we're seeing these very scriptures come to life before our very eyes. I remember Sometime back, not that long ago, like last year sometime, or earlier this year, I believe, actually. Yeah, it was earlier this year. Man roaming around the city doing the same type of thing here in Memphis. This is the devil. His wrath is coming out. He knows he only has a short time. You know, it's a sad, it's a sad thing for us. You can't do anything. Without having some type of thought over if you're going to survive. You know, you, you can barely go to the grocery store. You can barely go to the parts store, to uh, Advance Auto, to AutoZone. You can barely go to the bowling alley. You can barely go to school. Children can't even go to school without parents thinking, what's going to happen to my child? You know, we're, we're praying, Lord, please protect our children. So much is going on. We must start to realize 
is the devil working in people. He knows he only has a short time. And so he's at the point where he's desperate. See, when you get desperate, you start doing things you wouldn't have ordinarily have did. When you really get desperate, he's desperate now. We're seeing it. Why else would a grown man target children, target innocent people? Why else would anybody do that? We can blame it on any type of mental health and all of this other stuff. But at the end of the day, sure, that sure is a mental issue. Yeah, the devil is taking over someone's mind. It, yes, it's a mental issue. This is what's happening. He knows he only has a short time. Melvin, let's, let's read. Let's go back to verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, he started in heaven. He started in heaven. He began to fight, and, and we'll go back and look at that. But he began... To oppose God. And so he gets kicked out of heaven. See, he's causing problems everywhere he go. Everywhere he goes, he's causing problems. You know, I, I've seen <laughs> I've seen children before. Uh, teenagers, young children, um, whatever age they may be, even adults. Uh, matter of fact, I, I can I can think of some adults right now on the top of my mind. Uh, I remember going somewhere with them and same look some people all they want to do is fight some people it doesn't matter where you take them they always want to fight someone they always want to argue and pick a fight with someone else for no reason whatsoever for the smallest things i remember uh, being somewhere with a gentleman i said man i can't take you anywhere because everywhere you go, <laughs> I've got to act like I'm your parent. I've got to step in and try to stop a fight. You know, this is how the devil is. Everywhere he goes, he's trying to cause a problem. Everywhere he goes, wanting to pick on someone for no reason. You know, that's what a bully does. A bully would pick on you for no reason whatsoever. Th this is the devil. And I see people doing the same thing. One, one guy, I can think of one guy just as plain as day. Everywhere he goes, I'm like, man, Lord, help me. I, I, I'm done taking you anywhere. I, I clearly can't take you somewhere because you're causing problems. The devil's working in somebody. And everywhere he goes, you got to constantly watch him. You got to constantly look over your shoulder because he's there. The Bible said to steal, kill, and destroy. Look, we know right now you, you better keep your doors locked. Look, even if you say I've got a garage, look, you better keep your doors locked in the garage. These people know how to get in your garage. They know how to get in your home. They're, they're waiting to steal something. They're waiting to kill. They're waiting to destroy. All because of who's working inside of someone. So the devil, he's causing problems in heaven. And God said, no, we got to kick this fella out. He can't stay here. So now he's cast down to the earth. Read for us, Melvin, in verse 10. Let's see what happened as a result of the devil getting kicked out of heaven. Let's see what they said in verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now was come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, 
which accuse them before our God day and night. You talk about some rejoicing going on in heaven. <laughs> it says, and I heard a loud voice in heaven said, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of our of his Christ. They're rejoicing now because this joker ain't here no more. You talk about causing problems everywhere he goes. He's, 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 he's stirring up strife. He's stirring up division. See, just look at the world around you and see how much division there is. See the problems going on in the world. See the wars going on in the world. We know Ukraine is in a battle still with Russia. Now we have uh, Israel and Hamas. But you know, it doesn't just cause a division there. You find people divided all over the United States. Instead of people coming together and just saying, you know what, I, do, I don't want to see lives lost. You know, people can disagree about whatever they disagree about, but I don't want to see people harmed. I don't want to see people hurt. Instead of that, everyone's divided. No one cares about the lives on the other side. No one cares. Because the devil is working within us. He's causing strife everywhere we turn. So now we find the angels in heaven. The devil has been cast out. So these angels are rejoicing. You, you know he had to be causing some problems. You know he had to be causing some problems. When the bully finally leaves, look, everybody can relax now. I remember seeing, uh, what was that, Friday, and every time Craig, uh, what was the man's name, Debo, every time he came around, look, people were hiding, people were ducking and trying to dodge him, but as soon as he left, he said, whew, <laughs> finally we can relax, <laughs> because as long as he's around, there is no rest for the weary. <laughs> Lord help us. See, right now, the devil has us this way. You've constantly got to be on edge. You've constantly got to be watchful. That's what the uh, preacher talked about last night. Talked about watching. You constantly have to be watching. You constantly have to be vigilant. You constantly have to be alert. Look, I've I seen a video now. Now, this is just me. Now, I don't know where these people were. I don't know where these people were, but they clearly had to be somewhere where there were bears, black bears roaming around. And I seen two people sitting, uh, a, a mother and, and an apparent child, her child. They were, it looked like a, a picnic table and they had food on the table. And somehow a black bear comes on the table, and they're so afraid, and I totally understand why, to move because the bear is eating their food right in front of them. He even got close to them at one point. You know, I don't know where they were, but now this is just me talking, but to be honest with you, Something can catch me off guard, too. So I'm not trying to make it seem as if I'm better than them because God knows I'm not. Look, I need God to protect me. But now me, look, if I live somewhere where there are, it is notorious for black bears. Look, you better believe I'm not eating outside. <laughs> I'm not going to have a picnic. Look. Look, I, I don't want any, I don't want anything to do with that. But you know, I could sense the fear that was over them, and rightfully so. When you have a bear right on the table that you're sitting at, and you're scared to move because you don't want to make any uh, any subtle movements that will cause that bear to attack you. But you know. 
this is what the preacher talked about last night. We've got to be watchful. You've got to realize who's after you. He, look, he's coming to take your food. I don't care what you have. He's coming to take your money. He's coming to take your time. Look, he's coming to take your soul. He wants you to go to hell. He wants to do more than take your food. He wants to send you to hell. And um, Tony, we had a question. Go ahead. Uh, Kiara asks, what does it mean that Satan is accusing us? Accusing us about what? Uh, now, when you go back to Moses, um, the scripture, I believe it's in the book of Jude, he begins to talk about how the devil, he was contending for the body of Moses. See, no matter what we do in this life, no matter what you do, the devil is always going to find fault in you. He's going to find somewhere where we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've seen that even with Job. The devil began to look at the life of Job. He said, look, I, look, I can make him curse you. I, I, I can do it. He's trying his best to cause us to be lost. So now, even with Moses, the this man who was... Uh, now, the Bible doesn't call him a man after God's own heart. Bible doesn't say that. But now I see that that man truly wanted to follow what God told him to do. Now, of course, the people got him upset and caused him to uh, act out. But he truly had a heart for these people. The meekest man on the face of the earth. So now. Let, let, let's run over to Jude. I, I want to run over and get that in Jude. Yeah, let's let's go over there to Jude so I can get that. Let me see exactly where this verse is. Uh, let's see here. I think it's in Jude. I might have got that mixed up, but I think it's in Jude. Jude 1, 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. See, the devil, he's accusing you. What he's trying to accuse you of is the fact that you need to go to hell. He's, I'm telling you, this is his number one priority, night and day. He's trying to persuade God that, no, this person needs to go to hell. See, this is his priority. His priority is not to accuse you of, of something that doesn't really matter, like, like how people try to accuse us of some things that don't even really matter. But the devil, no, he's accusing you of the fact that, no, they need to go to hell. They need to be lost. He realizes he only has a short time, so he's coming up with every accusation possible. Even with Moses, we understand what Moses did, or, or many of us may understand. But now Moses, meekest man on the face of the earth at that time, he was following God, and yet the people made him upset. God told him to speak to the rock. Instead of speaking to the rock as God instructed, Moses hit the rock. Not once, but twice out of anger. And so God tells Moses, you're not going to the promised land. But now after this, Mo now we find the devil. He comes with his accusations. Now he comes and says, you know, Moses doesn't deserve to go to heaven. Look at what he did. Look at the wrongs he's did. See, this is what's going to happen with us all. He's, he's accusing night and day. He's looking for every wrong you've ever did. But, you know, I'm reminded of a scripture. 
And I'm trying to remember how this scripture goes in my mind. But Paul began to talk about that there is, my God, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation. Let, let, we we got to go and get that. There is therefore now no condemnation. See, he's trying to accuse you, Romans 8 and 1. Lord, I thank you. Because it, it had to be God bringing that verse to my mind because I, I was going blank trying to remember. Romans 8 and 1. There is, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Lord, I thank you. He says, there is therefore now. See, there was some condemnation. We deserve death. We deserve to go to hell with Satan and his angels. But because of what Christ did, because we're now, we're no longer. Now, if you crossed over to this side, if you are walking after the spirit and not after the flesh, sure, you've made mistakes. Sure, you've did some wrong. Sure, you've gotten upset and gotten out of character just as Moses did. But he said, there is therefore now no condemnation. Lord, I thank you. Regardless of what somebody's going to say after I leave this earth and even while I'm here, no matter how they say, well, he got mad and he said this one time, he got upset and he did that. I remember one time Tony did, regardless of all of that, as long as I continue to walk after the spirit of God, as long as I continue to repent, as long as I continue to strive to see the face of God. No matter the accusations, no matter what the devil is accusing me of, none of it matters. So the accusations that the devil is bringing up, he's trying to condemn you into hell. He's wanting to prove to God. See, he, he's not trying to prove it to you. He's trying to prove this to God. He's trying to persuade God this. See, that's why I brought up what happened with Job. He told God, he said, look, man, I, I'll get him to curse you to your face. No doubt about it, I can get him to do it. He's trying to send you to hell. So that's what we're dealing with. He's accusing day. And night, day and night, he's not giving up. Look, we, we uh, as, as people, we work a certain time. Somebody said they work the night shift. They work at night. Somebody said they work in the day. Somebody said they work, you know, uh, eight hours, nine hours, whatever. Look, the devil, he's on his job night and day. He's gotten nothing but overtime. <laughs> <laughs> he's not taking a break you see people do evil things in the day you see people do evil things at night you see people do evil things at every second somebody's doing something evil somewhere somehow he's not taking a break he doesn't need a lunch break <laughs> we need a lunch break to, to get ourselves together because they're driving you crazy at work. <laughs> but the devil, he's not taking a lunch break. Look, you got people now taking cigarette breaks. He's not taking cigarette breaks. He's 100% on the job. See, this is the type of employee that bosses all around America want. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't take a break. <laughs> But the devil, he, he's wreaking havoc all across the world. So that's what he's accusing us of. He's accusing us of sin. He's accusing us to God now, night and day, saying that you deserve to go to hell. So let's go back to where we were, Revelation 12. And let's pick it up at verse 11 as we work our way back down to where we started. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. 
the only way we're going to overcome the devil who's accusing you, who's plotting against you, the only way we're going to overcome him, we need the word. We need God's word. Whether you call this the Holy Bible, the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Books, whatever you call this, we need this. This is the only way where any of us are going to overcome. His word is forever settled in heaven. He stood in the beginning and declared the end. He already tells us how this thing is going to play out. So all you have to do is sign up to be on the winning team. Look, everybody, look, I'm a bandwagon. I want to I be on the winning team. I want to be on God's team. I want to be on God's team. People say it's a bad thing when it comes to sports. How a person jumps from year to year to the team that wins. But look, if we're talking about being on God's side, look, I'm a bandwagoner because I want to be on the winning team when it comes to God. And I know he's going to win every game. <laughs> every He's going to win every single time. Every single time he's going to win. So, let's pick it up in verse 12. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. So, I want you to know, look, heaven is rejoicing because they no longer have to deal with this rascal. He's caused them so much pain, agony, so many headaches. Now they don't have to deal with him, but now we do. This is why you're seeing the fights. This is why you're seeing the killings. This is why you're seeing the robberies, people stealing. This is why you see the uh, suicide taking place. This is why you see all of the things that are happening in the world, all of the evil things that are taking place. Because he's right here. You might not see him. It, it, look, he, uh, Thanksgiving is coming. Uh, not Thanksgiving. Halloween is coming up in a few days. And you know, Pete, this is the time where people love to show off the devil. So they go and they put on their costume. <laughs> they put on their horns, the red outfit, the tail uh, with the pitchfork. See, they want to show you he's actually here. Hey, look, he, he's not walking around looking like that. No, he's looking like what we just seen in Maine. If you pull up the news, you'll see what the devil looks like. You'll see what he's doing. When you hear someone talking bad about you for no reason whatsoever, you can see the devil. You can see he only has a short time. See, he's wanting you to hate someone. See, what happens is when the devil allows someone to mistreat you, when the devil allows someone to lie on you, to steal from you, to hurt you, to break your heart and cause you to say, you know what, I'm never forgiving them. See, that's what he wants. He's trying to cause that in your life. So you can be lost. So he can go before God and say, you know, they've got that unforgiveness. You know they hadn't learned to love yet. See, this is what he's trying to pull off. And somebody's going to allow it to work. Somebody, somebody out there is going to allow this to work. The devil is going to deceive them. I don't remember if it's in this chapter or not. But it said he deceived the whole world. He, he Not only did he take one third of the angels from heaven. He came down here to the earth and now he's deceiving the whole world. He's not deceiving the people who are going to be saved now, but he sure is going to deceive all the rest of the people. And the Bible declares this. The way the Bible describes it is the whole world. See us, we have entered into the church. See, we have left the category of the world. And we've entered into the church. 
We're in the world, but he said, we're not of the world. We're not a part of this world. We're still living here now. We're still surrounded by danger. Bad things even still happen to us. But there is therefore now no condemnation. If we remain watchful, if we remain vigilant, if we keep his sayings, if all of the things that we find in this book, we make it our mission to do it. So this is where we are tonight. The devil realizes he has a short time. And I'm telling you, he's desperate. He is desperately trying to cause you to be lost. And he's not doing it in the way that you think he is. He's causing hatred to be in someone's heart. He's causing division and strife. He's causing you to hate a specific group. I can't tell you how much. I hear people talk about other groups. I hear whites talk about blacks. Oh, it was the black people. I hear the same thing from black people. The black people, oh, it was those white people. You hear it from each group. You hear uh, an American person, they, oh, it was those Asian people. You hear it all the time. The devil is working some type of hatred within you, some type of prejudice. Look, you can't even go to a school. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, the devil is so deceitful. You can't even go to a school, get your little degree, be so proud of yourself, and now all of a sudden your school is so much better in every place around the world, when you hear someone else talk about another school, you say, oh, they're not hitting on anything over there. That school is horrible. And all the people that are there, they're horrible too. See, he's causing division in so many ways. So many ways. Look, people feel they're better than somebody because they've got a nice car. See, so much can enter into your heart. And this is what the devil wants. Well, we got another question. Go ahead. Uh, Kiara asks, in Matthew 24 and 24, how do the elect overcome the false signs and wonders? How do we know if a wonder came from God or the devil? You've got to test it with the word. Uh, let, let's run over. There's a scripture. Pick us up at Mark 13 and 22. Thirteen twenty-two, for false Christ and false prophets shall rise, and shall and shall show signs and wonders, to seduce it for if it were possible, even the elect. See, it's not possible, but he says if it were possible. See, it's not possible for God's chosen people, for the elect people, for the people who really want to be saved and make it their mission, and they say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, it's not even possible for those people to be lost. Not even possible. And why is, pick us up in 23. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. My God. See, this is why. This is why it's not possible. This is how you overcome every attack, every trial, every test, because God's going to tell you. He already knows this script. This movie has already been written. It's already played in theaters, and God's already watched it. He's already seen this movie. So we haven't seen it, but he's telling you. See, everything that's happening in this world, God is informing you. This isn't something that should catch us by surprise. He's telling us. So many times people have told me things and I didn't listen. And then when something happens, <laughs> I'm looking around saying, man, how did this happen? <laughs> How did I get here? Because I didn't listen to what I was told. So many times a parent will tell a young child, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't run out into the street. Look, and then they almost get hit. 
Something bad happens because we're disobedient to what we're told. So if we would humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, if we would humble ourselves and take heed to correction. See, what happens is a lot of times God tries to correct us and he's going to send someone to correct you. But what happens is because the people who God sends to correct us, because they don't come in a way that we appreciate, we might not accept it. A lot of times we don't. We say, ah, I don't like so-and-so. Ah, they always look. That's what happened with the king. Um, uh, he, he began to ask the prophet, I think yeah, it was King Ahab. He began to ask the prophet, look, should we go and do this? Should we go to war? Uh, can we go and conquer this nation? And when the, when the, the, when the prophet told him, look, don't do it. You, you won't make it. You're going to die. He said, man, see, this is why I don't like talking to him. He always tells me something bad. He never tells me what I want to hear. It's nothing good. So sometimes when God sends someone to correct us, we say, oh, it's never something I want to hear. It's never how I wanted it to go. I don't want to hear this. And so we find ourselves not taking heed to the warning that God tries to send us. And we find ourselves in trouble every time. So the way we overcome everything that the devil's going to throw our way all we have to do is listen to what God told us. He's, he's going to make it known to us. He, God is not going to keep it a secret. But the Bible says it's hidden to those that are lost. It's a secret to those people who are lost, though. To the people who are not paying this stuff any attention, it's hidden to them. But God is going to reveal it to you if you desire it. Mel, we got anything else? Uh, no other questions. So, this is what we must realize. The devil is after you. And I'm telling you, he's desperate. He is desperate. This is the number one thing he wants out of life. Is to see you fail. To see you lost. And not make it to heaven. Look, he's already been to heaven. He's already experienced heaven. He knows it's a good place, man. It's the most incredible place to be. And he's trying his best to stop you from getting there. So I thank God for you guys. And I, I really hope we would continue to watch and pray. We would continue to be careful for nothing. Because our adversary, the devil, he is... As the scripture said, he's as a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. So may God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. Uh, thank you, Minister. Uh, we have other uh, comments. Um, Kim says, greetings in the name of Jesus. Um, David says, Lord, bless you, my brothers. In Jesus' name, hope everyone is having a great day in the Lord Jesus. The Rosie says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and leaving a comment. Uh, Kim says, if we are willing, if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. God is the author and source of all the blessing and blessings in our lives. Um, David says he desires to sift us as wheat, um, the devil. Um, and uh, Kiara asked her question. Um, David says our past, which was an answer um, to Kiara's question. What does it mean that Satan is accusing us, accusing us about what? And he also says bringing up our past sins to cause us doubt regarding our salvation. And I'm reminded of a saying. It says whenever the devil tries to bring up your past, bring up his future. Um, because, you know, when we make a change and we're living right, it doesn't matter what we've done in the past. We've corrected it. We've repented. You know, we've gotten baptized in Jesus' name and gotten the Holy Ghost. That stuff is thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. It doesn't matter now. But his situation won't change. It's already said where he's going to go. So bring up his future. Um, 
Kim says, also answering Kier's question, Satan accuses us of our sins before God because he doesn't want God to extend grace and forgiveness to us. Satan doesn't want us to receive God's grace. That is very true. Uh, Chelsea says, praise the Lord, and praise the Lord to you too. Casey says, amen, my brother. And um, Kiara says, this scripture is so encouraging to endure the hardships of life. And there's a scripture to get us through every single thing that we're going through. Um, David says, victory over the devil and sin has already been won by my Lord Jesus on the cross. Uh, the devil doesn't even have the keys to his own house. Uh, Kiara asked her other question, and uh, which was, how do we know when a wonder came from God? or the devil. Um, and David answered that, try the spirit. He also says to see if it's God or the devil. Line it up with the word of God. And that's how we'll know. Um, and that also falls on us to do the, our due diligence, to know what God you know, says. I remember a while ago, um, Tony did a Bible study on Zoom called Losing Our Identity. And we had some people join the study who was there just to cause chaos. Um, that would change our their name their display name to my name or Casey or whoever whomever else might be there, and they would say all these outlandish things. And one person changed their name to my name, and they were saying all of these crazy things. And I was worried at first. I'm like, oh, I really hope they don't think it's me. But then I thought, oh wait, they know me. They know that I wouldn't say these things. So when we do our research and our studying about the Bible, we'll know if something comes from God or not. Uh, Kim says, powerful lesson tonight. We are eating good tonight. We are eating meat. Um, David says, all the devil can do is offer a counterfeit and not the real thing. Kiara says, thank you. I'm assuming for answering the questions. Um, Sister Alicia says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. Thank you for tuning in. Casey says, powerful lesson, my brothers. Um, David says, yes, amen, amen. Uh, Bridget says, great teaching. And Alicia also says amen. So thank you guys for the many comments tonight. Um, we love the interaction. Let's see who all do we have. We have Kim, David, Sister Rosie, Kiara, Chelsea, Casey, Alicia, and also Bridget. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and leaving a comment. Um, but one of the biggest mistakes that we tend to make as humans is thinking that we have a lot of time left. Now, we may have a lot of time in our imagination. You know, I think it was Methuselah. I could be wrong, but he lived to be 969. And even if we were, by the grace of God, to live that long, it's only but a snap of a finger compared to eternity. You know, um, I was watching the show called All American, the latest season. And even though this is just a show, it goes to show how we feel in real life. He left a voicemail to one of his football players saying, hey, I messed up. I'm sorry. But uh, we can we can talk about it. We have all the time in the world. And not even an hour later, he died in a bus accident. Like I said, again, this is just a show. But this stuff happens in real life. You know, we lay our head down on the pillow not knowing if we're going to wake up the next morning. You know, we, we might. We have plans. We assume that. But we don't know. And that's why another reason why I'm still saying at the beginning of the live stream, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together because each and every single day, it just means that much more. He saw fit through me to wake me up and give me another chance. Um, so that is all of our comments for tonight. Um, David says, all we are promised is right now. That's true. Sister Alicia says, you are feeding my soul. So again, I thank you guys for all of the comments, and that is all that I have to add. So I just pray that we choose to do the right thing um, in God. Study, get to know him, be baptized in Jesus' name, get in the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues because it's important. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thank you once again for tuning in.
thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Storm 12 We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.